This episode of Fermented Adventure the Podcast features Tetsuro Miyazaki of Ichiko Shochu. We had an amazing conversation learning about what is Sochu and what is Ichiko Shochu. Be sure to reach out to Tetsuro and Ichiko and let them know what you thought about the podcast. Cheers! Hello ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane, and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings, and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guest. He's Tetsuro Miyazaki. I'm Rich Shane. This is Fermented Adventure, the podcast. And today we have... Ichiko Shochu on the podcast. Tetsuro, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Now, I, we met at Bar Convent, Brooklyn, and yeah. uh, we had a little bit of a conversation. And, uh, you know, for me and my listeners, we're not that familiar with Shochu. What is Shochu? Shochu is a Japanese local distilled spirit. Uh, so, you know, uh, mezcal from Mexico, uh, pisco from Peru. Shochu is from Japan. So Shochu is a Japanese original craft spirit. Now, I understand from my limited knowledge, we think of Japan and we think of sake. And Mm -hmm. I understand that Shochu is something that's consumed more than sake is in Japan. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Uh, Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. Shochu is uh, more popular than sake and uh, Japanese whiskey. Most consumed alcohol beverage. That is correct. Like, how come if this is something that's consumed by the masses, how come we in the United States are not familiar with this? What's what's taken this product so long to become so familiar to us as consumers in the United States? Uh, Just uh, people don't know about shochu yet. So we just started uh, our education from 2019 to the U.S. consumers. Before that, uh, we sold our shochu only in Japanese restaurant. So that that's a reason why uh, U.S. people don't know shochu yet. Uh, still, we need time to educate uh, U.S. consumers about shochu. Now, educate us. Talk about what is, you, you said it's a distilled spirit. How is it made? And mm-hmm. what's the process for taking it from whatever you start with that raw, pro- raw product and put it into a glass or a bottle? Yes. So first, uh, I'd like to talk about the difference between sake and the shochu. It's much easier to understand. Sake is made from rice, and then it's categorized into brewed alcohol, such as wine and beer. But the shochu can be made from barley, sweet potato, 
buckwheat, and then rice. And then uh, it's categorized into distilled spirits, such as vodka, tequila, gin, rum. So shochu is a distilled spirit. So that's the difference uh, between sake and the shochu. Sake is brewed, but the shochu is distilled. Now, and then, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, and you're probably going to talk about it now, but what's the fermentation process to get it before it is distilled? Oh, yes. Oh, that's a good question. The characteristic, a unique point of shochu fermentation is fermented with koji. Koji is a key enzyme to create umami flavor to Japanese food, any Japanese food, such as miso, soy sauce, uh, something like that, sake as well, to create umami flavor. So shochu also using koji to create umami flavor in moromi mash fermentation process. And then after that, we distill only once to preserve original flavor of fermentation. Now you said you distill once. Is this in a column still? Is this in a, a copper? You know, how, what stills, are there different stills like we find in the United States for whiskey? Does each uh, shochu distiller have a different process for that? It's a stainless pot still, stainless. And then uh, because uh, Japanese shochu company don't, don't like to add any flavor from copper. So we are using stainless to keep the original flavor as much as possible. Now the bottles that I have show a clear liquid. Is this something that gets filtered? Um, is there a yes. cold chill filtering through the process? Yes, it's filtered by uh, charcoal. Yeah, charcoal, some, uh, some charcoal, but we are using several kinds of charcoal, but the bamboo charcoal and then just general uh, charcoal as well. There must be some flavor that gets imparted even from the charcoal um, I'm thinking like the Lincoln County process in Tennessee. Does, mm -hmm. does that kind of find its way in the shochu as well? Yeah, it affects yeah, uh, some flavors. But it's a, a really general thing in Japan, uh, shochu and the sake industry. Ichiko, mm -hmm. talk about the company, its history, and how it all got started. 1979, Ichiko was launched as a new type of shochu. And then uh, Ichiko is made from 100% barley and then most popular Japanese shochu in Japan market. And then we are selling about 7 million cases uh, in Japan, in Japan. And then we are ranked as uh, number uh, 27th largest distilled spirits brand all over the world. Wow. All over the world, yeah. And then 7, seven million cases is almost same as Tito's vodka. And then night, but uh, our, our product sold in Japan, 99%. 99% is consumed only in Japan. So as you can image, Japan is such a small country like California, but the 7 million cases in Japan, that means everywhere we can see our Ichiko brand uh, in Japan. Every station, every convenience store, every liquor shop, every supermarket. What do you attribute to this market saturation, to this brand fandom, so to speak, that Ichiko from 1979 becomes the number one consumed uh, shochu brand in Japan and, you know, becomes 
I think for a company like yours, knowing your place and where you are in terms of worldwide distribution, the United States, and once you introduce this, uh-huh. this is catapulting you to a whole new stratosphere in, in terms of a brand and the popularity of it. Yes, I previously, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. What do you attribute that growth to and, and that popularity in Japan for your shochu? Yes. So shochu, shochu has a long history in Japan, about 500 years history. But uh, before Ichigo launch, uh, shochu had a really distinctive flavor and uh, just uh, it's a, just a local spirit in Kyushu Island, where located south part of Japan. Just uh, uh, that area, uh, shochu, people consume shochu. But uh, after, uh, Ichigo, the characteristic of shochu, uh, Ichigo, was we created really refreshing flavor uh, of shochu, shochu in Japan. We introduced uh, with a new way, which called uh, vacuum distillation method. So that removed a strong uh, bad, bad flavors from shochu. And then uh, people started drinking shochu after each launch. So that made a big boom shochu boom in Japan, it was 1980s. What, for you, how did you get introduced to shochu? What, at your earliest age, what, what remembrances do you have of, of, of trying and consuming it and enjoying it? Oh, yes. Traditional way to uh, enjoy shochu is on the locks with ice or with water and then with hot water in the winter. Yeah, that's a traditional way. But uh, right now in Japan, uh, highball style, it's called shochu highball. Abbreviation is chuhai. Chuhai style is really popular in Japan. How did you get introduced to shochu? What were your first recollections of drinking shochu? When I was a university student, I, used, uh, I worked at a bar. Also, I majored... Uh, yeah, I majored in shochu and did research on the genetic manipulation of koji uh, for shochu making. And then, uh, yeah, I also worked as a bartender at night. And then I think, yeah, that made uh, a big influence who I am today. What was it about shochu for you that, you know, you studied and, and you really wanted to improve shochu oh. in terms of methods manufacturing? So you love shochu, and yes. you've studied shochu in university. What mm-hmm. was it, or what is it that appeals to you versus you could have, you know, you could have found your way maybe in the sake or whiskey or vodka oh, or yeah. gin. What is it about shochu for you that this is, you know, you you love shochu? That's a really good question. And then, yeah, when I was a bartender, uh, when I was university student, I. I learned a lot of cocktails and then uh, world uh, global distilled spirits. And then when I saw the menu cocktail books uh, at the Japanese bar, there is so many uh, categories, gin-based cocktails, round-based cocktail, vodka-based, but uh, there was no shochu-based cocktail. Even though shochu is Japanese traditional distilled spirit. So I thought, oh, this is really interesting. And then 
I, I love, I love the shochu. So I won't uh, go into this industry. Pardon the interruption. If you like what you hear, if you love what you're hearing, please share the podcast. Please take a screenshot of the podcast, post it on your social media, tag us just to let everybody else know about Fermented Adventure, the podcast. We'd be grateful for your help to grow our podcast. We are going to taste this. And I had a little bit of it for the first time at Bar Convent Brooklyn. And mm -hmm. I know that they were, you know, they were sampling in little plastic cups. And I was oh, wondering, yeah. I said to Dawn today, as we were preparing for our interview, I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm looking at our array of glasses and I'm saying, uh -huh. what you mentioned that that shochu highball, the, yes. the chew ball, right? As you said, chew high, chew high, chew high. I'm, I'm going to mess this up and I'm going to go to a Japanese uh, cocktail bar and I'm going to ask for a, a chew ball and they're not going to know what I'm talking about. So the chew high. <laughs> But traditionally, you mentioned water and hot water. What kind of glass, if 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 I were to just try it straight or not make a cocktail, what kind of glass would I choose to drink shochu? Oh, if yeah, it's also you can shot as neat uh, by shot glass. Also, uh, just a uh, uh, on the local glass like a whiskey whiskey uh, glass is okay. good for like no. like a rocks glass or a, a Glencairn even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And then for Chuhai, uh, just a tall, tall grass, like a highball, whiskey highball grass would be good. All right. We're going to get into cocktails shortly, but which of the, uh, so we talked about the two expressions that we have to try today. Which one should we start with? So first, uh, this Ichiko silhouette. So this is a uh, uh, number one show too. Uh, this is the number, number one. one. Yeah, this is a I've number. I got it in my hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a traditional way, a traditional barley shochu. The expression uh, alcohol ABB is twenty five percent ABB. So it's also one of shochu culture. Culture twenty five percent is a general alcohol ABB in shochu industry in Japan because we usually drink shochu with meals with food. So it's really easy to drink, low ABB, and a really refreshing citrusy. What I really, you know, and in my perception, what I'm being brought back to is my first experience of trying this. I opened the bottle and for, um, you know, for, for just, uh, you know, total exposure and saying, we didn't open these yet. I wanted to open them, you know, for, for transparency with you to, mm -hmm. to get that full feeling. The first thing that I got was this full effervescence that came off the bottle um, mm -hmm. where it was almost uh, beer-like. And, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that's some of the characteristics of the barley. Now that I put it in my glass, it, it's I get some whiskey characteristics. That citrus that you mentioned comes through. And mm -hmm. my impression initially, because it's a clear spirit, my mind says, you know, it's almost going to be vodka-like where I may not have any, you know, some cases personality to what I'm, I'm, I'm nosing, but mm -hmm. this is that there's, there's a warmth here. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there's a brightness to it. There's a citrus, as we talked about, there's almost yeah. a whiskey characteristic to this on the nose. So this isn't just, Hey, put it in a glass and drink it. You mentioned you could do a shot. This is something you can sip and enjoy and really get a lot of different variables in the, uh, in the experience. I agree. Yes. I think you also uh, you can smell really soft, uh, delicate flavor. Uh, it's 
a little bit similar to sake flavor. So this comes from a koji, koji flavor. This comes from koji. Also, the after aftertaste is really loud and then no harsh, no bite to it. I, I really enjoy the first thing I get is is this viscosity that, that mm. coats your tongue and your mouth. So it's mm. not a thin, viscous spirit. There, there's actually, I, I guess, some sugars in there. There's a mm. sweetness to it. You, yes. you, you exactly. do get yeah. you do get the properties of that ABV. It's very mm. warming. It, it's almost like it, I, I want to say it rises into the nose. And then it goes down in into mm. your in, in in past the throat, which is very enjoyable. Um, yeah. <laughs> and 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 what you were saying um, about this um, idea of making a cocktail, I can really get a sense right away how this really plays into a cocktail right away. Um, talk about some of the cocktails that you may make out of this one expression. Uh, yes. Uh... I, yeah, this has a really light body and then it's very sensitive, very delicate flavor. So I think low ABV cocktail would be better to, uh, to enhance the original flavor of this bottle. So for example, yeah, definitely too high would be good, really simple. I'm just I'm just reflecting back with you as to when you were in university and you were bartending yeah. and some of the um, experimentation that you might do with this. I'm almost I don't know why, but the first thing I want to do is is add some citrus to this, some grapefruit, oh, yes. um, yeah, some exactly, yeah, some orange, citrus some lemon. Yeah, to this Ichiko silhouette. Yeah, like I, I almost want to make um, like a, um, a shochu margarita out of this. I mm. think that would play well because the juiciness of that mm. tequila is yeah. almost in here and you can play with maybe some, we could go like, uh, you know, Japan meets Mexico and maybe do like a margarita style, maybe with a little float of mezcal, because I, yeah. I'd be curious to see how this comes out with that smoky personality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to reach out to Tiffany Barrier. Um, who is the drinking coach, and um, she she would know some great uh, cocktails to make out of this. So I'll reach out and see if she has some shochu ideas for when we have uh, guests over and uh, to entertain. Do you make a barrel? D does this ever age in any barrels, or is this uh, is that something that uh, Ichiko does? Yes, actually, actually, this shochu uh, all of our shochu is branded uh, with several kind of a raw shochu. So some, some raw shochu, raw shochu means just the liquid just after distilled. Uh, it's stored in, uh, aged in barrel, uh, wooden barrel or stainless. And then we are using uh, two, uh, two types of distillation method, also uh, several kind of yeast. So each raw shochu is stored, branded into uh, one, one product. And then we, uh, this Ichiko silhouette also branded with uh, barrel aged short, low shochu, a few percent, few percentage. So what I'm hearing you say is this, what's in this bottle, this spirit actually has some barrel age to it. Yes. Which Just is really cool because I'm, you know, that's where I'm getting some of the, that, uh, that characteristics that, mm -hmm. that barrel age 
But I'm I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, wow, does this, you know, that that one barrel aged spirit, do you just release a total barrel aged shochu and, and not blended? Or is it more of a um, a different property or different skew that you have? Yes, uh, we are planning to release it uh, next spring. Okay, I want to be in line for that because it's that's exciting mm-hmm. and that sounds like fun. Yes. I'm going to open this next one. Now, this is, uh, do I pronounce this Satan? Satan. Satan. All right. I want to make sure because, you know, in the American market, I see Satan and I don't know. (laughs) Satan. So what is Satan? Satan. Satan means first, Satan means colorful sky, colorful sky in Japanese. And then this Ichiko Satan was developed to U.S. bar industry. What is it about development for a U.S. bar industry that makes yeah. this different than the one that we just tried or the purpose of what we're trying? Mm-hmm. So this was, uh, this Ichiko silhouette, regular, regular Ichiko is 25% ABV. And then I tried to get into bar industry in the U.S. with this regular shochu, traditional style. But uh, at that time, bartenders uh, wanted more powerful more impact in the cocktail. And then, so we created uh, this Ichiko Saiten with top mixologists in San Francisco. And then, yeah, uh, this this Ichiko Saiten has 43% ABV and then strong umami flavor, which comes from koji. So koji is, a, we, we think koji is a, a main culture of shochu as a Japanese distilled spirit. So I, I get this sourness on the nose a little bit. There's still that brightness that comes out of this being, it's less barley forward than I noticed uh-huh. from the previous silhouette that we did, uh-huh. but it's so unique and it's so different and it's so fun. Yeah. The difference between these two is uh, mainly two, two differences. Uh, one is volume of koji, and then the second is distillation method. For Ichiko, regular one, Ichiko silhouette, this is distilled by vacuum distillation, which we can get refreshing flavor. But uh, this Ichiko Saiten is distilled by uh, authentic method, atmospheric distillation method, which can get a strong flavor uh, from, uh, from fermentation. Also, the volume of koji, we usually use koji as an ingredient, about 30% in the bottle. 30% koji and then 70% is steamed barley. But for this Ichiko Saiten, we use 100% barley koji, koji only. So that's why this has more strong, very unique flavor in it. Tetsura, can I tell you, I'm just enjoying this and I'm, I'm so appreciative of the ability to understand from what you're sharing that difference in what the koji imparts because you know as you were explaining what the koji does through the fermentation process this Mm -hmm. really this this one gives you the ability to really understand and enjoy how that koji impacts on the flavor this is yes. so unique and so delicious. They're both great. And I can see the differences where you can serve one, do a, a shochu tasting or make some different cocktails. But you talked about the umami, right? Yes. And, yes. And, and, and umami is, you know, explain, explain for those 
you know, that may be hearing that for the first time, what what umami is? Because you talked about maybe soy sauce and and miso a, a little bit, right? But what is oh, yeah. what is umami? Oh, in English, probably savory is the closest explanation. Yeah, expression of umami. <laughs> it's uh, it's really hard to explain. I know, right? I and and I find <laughs> that in in the United States as well. When you talk umami, yeah. to me. It's like umami is a, you know, you've got all your senses, right? And you've yeah, got different yes. kinds of things that you're going to taste in your mouth. You've got sweet, sour, you know, yes. all these things. But umami is a characteristic of its own. And yes, exactly. This is, it's, it's earthy. As you mm. said, it's savory. And then you have this big question mark in your head as you're drinking this going, what am I tasting? I, it's on the tip of my tongue. But I can't figure it out. And that's the umami. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you're drawing me back to being mm-hmm. at the booth and just being blown away for the first time of trying yeah. this and saying, why have I never had this before? And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and what's been missing in my life? <laughs> yeah, it's totally new and unique. So unique, different from other spirit. So bartenders really love it. So they can create new flavor of cocktail in the uh, on their uh, menu. So that's why now top mixologists started yeah learning shochu. This is fun, and you know for those mixologists and those um, bartenders, you know this is something really fun to play with. And you know I'm I'm a home I'm a home bartender, and mm. I, I can play around with this a little bit. But I would love to really find that that cocktail creator. That yeah. uh, that mad scientist, so to speak, that really can take this and make this into such a wonderful experience of a cocktail and, and yes. really highlight the u- umami that's in here, the koji that you talk about, the barley that that is really, you know, part of the backbone of the distillation. For for Ichiko, you mentioned that you could distill, you know, I think sweet potato, rice. What was it about barley that was important? to use as the grain for this spirit? Uh, yes, I yeah, as I said, shochu can be made from sweet potato, rice, barley, buckwheat. And then now major uh, two ingredients in shochu industry in Japan is barley and the sweet potato. And then Ichiko is made from barley. So each region, uh, shochu is made in south part of Japan, uh, southern part of Island. It's called Kyushu Island. So that's a mecca of shochu making. And then each region uh, has each ingredient for shochu. So, so the reason why we are using Bari for Ichiko is we are located in Oita Prefecture. And then that prefecture is famous for Bari, Bari uh, making. So it's a regional thing. So had you been in a different region, you might have used buckwheat or sweet potato, yeah. but yes. because of the area. Now, I, I think, you know, it's almost like the terroir or the provenance mm-hmm. oh, yes. allows, you know, you're, you're growing this, you're harvesting this from farmers that are local, and you really get the atmosphere, you, you know, you, you get the, the, the climate you get the mm. soil, you get all those things that are going to play in that barley that impart the flavor and the personality of what you're making for the shochu. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. 
Titsuro, what as as a brand ambassador of of Ichiko, you know, what's the experience been like? How how do you see you know Shochu now that you're opening to uh, the United States market? How has this been received? Oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah, really good. Little bit. May I talk about little bit uh, my history? So I came to the U.S. 2014, and then. Yeah, then I've been trying to figure out how to make shochu a global spread. Until then, uh, shochu had only, as I said, have been available uh, in a low 25% ABB and had a history of not being accepted by American bartenders. Uh, but in 2019, we launched this Ichiko Saiten, uh, uh, 43% ABB. Uh, produce product for cocktails and the B, uh, we changed our distributor uh, that is strong in bar business in the US. Yeah, uh, but uh, it wasn't easy, easy as I wanted uh, because pandemic happened after we launched 2019. But uh, yeah, at the time, it was really hard uh, for bartenders and then uh, this uh, hospitality industry, but uh, we we collaborated with bartenders for social medias and then online seminars uh, as much as uh, we could. And then after pandemic around uh, last year, probably July, yeah, bartenders started uh, carrying each site at so many nice bars, yeah, especially in New York City. So when you talk about some of these target markets, you mentioned that the Saiten was developed in by somebody in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You, I, I guess you look at, you know, metro areas really where yeah. you want to get a foothold. New York, certainly in their cocktail uh, industry yeah. and their beverage industry. Are there other areas, you know, that people can now uh, look to, you know, find Ichiko either behind the bar? Where mm-hmm. do you distribute? Where would people find Ichiko? Can they go? Are you in all 50 states or how could people find you? Uh, actually, everywhere uh, in the U.S. right now. Uh, we started uh, working with Southern Grazers uh, from 2019. And then, yeah, currently, yeah, Ichiko is available everywhere in the US. All right, but that's good because now, you know, people that are going to hear the podcast or people that are going to talk and they're going to be curious as to what this tastes like, what can I do with it? How can I experience it? If if it's not sold behind the bar, I, it, it sounds like right now most of the time you're going to find this Ichiko at more of a high end or more a well-established bar where the people know what to do with it, right? Unless let's say it's a yeah, Japanese yeah. style bar uh, uh-huh. or, or yes. Japanese style restaurant. Yes. Uh, yeah, especially yeah, Japanese type of bars definitely carrying Ichiko. Also, if you are interested in interested in learning about shochu, I recommend you go to Japanese restaurant, and then probably they have several kind of shochu, and then you can taste it as neat, and then you can compare yeah each shochu and each ingredients. Here's what I want to do, Tetsuro. I want to go with you and let you <laughs> share your experience because I like the wealth of knowledge and the passion because you can hear it. You you love yeah. shochu. You want to share this with the world. You want to see people all over the world just drinking this 
And yeah. look, I'm 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 grateful for this experience today because you know, like I said, how did I not know about this? This is a wonderful spirit that is so unique and so fun that that Satan and and the umami and the uh the the silhouette bottle and the different flavors and characteristics of the barley this is just delicious it's just wonderful what uh, so what do you got on your schedule i mean you're you're the brand ambassador you're you're out there talking ichiko shochu you know what is a day in the like of tetsuro uh look like for for the world to to see what what are you working on yeah definitely everyday education uh, educate to the people and then uh, participate in major, definitely major spirits events like BCB Brooklyn, Tales of the Cocktail, also some consumer event uh, next, next, uh, no, in February next year, I'm going to go uh, Miami, uh, South Beach Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, I usually, yeah, I do, I participate so many events and then we do our uh, own event, like a World Show Today, which was uh, November 1st. We did a uh, uh, consumer event at Katanakiten, New York, for <laughs> everyday education. All right, I'm putting Show Today on my calendar for next year because I don't <laughs> want to miss it that next year. That sounds like so much fun. I mean, yeah. today is we're recording this on December 5th. Um, so today's mm-hmm. repeal day. So had we, you know, not ever repealed, you know, prohibition, we wouldn't have been able to talk and drink today. So uh, compi to repeal day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything we haven't talked about on the podcast today? Is there anything, Tetsuro, that you want people to know about uh, you and what you're doing or Ichiko Shochu? As you mentioned, this is really new and a very unique product. Shochu is really unique and everybody who experienced shochu, they loved it. So please try, yeah, shochu, yeah, anyway, fast at your favorite bar or your Japanese restaurant. You're right. I mean, once people at least try this a little bit, I'm going to go to some of those Japanese restaurants, as you said, and ask them if they have the Ichiko behind the bar. Because again, I may want to see what they can do as far as making a cocktail, but I can enjoy this with, you know, some of those uh, Japanese delicacies, you know, the the different flavors, different foods that we're going to have. This is amazing. So I am so grateful for your time today, Tetsuro. I I, I really uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast, being a friend of Fermented Adventure. And uh, we can't wait to see you at, uh, you know, BCB Brooklyn coming up in June or, you know, somewhere that we might uh, find our paths cross. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, don't hesitate to say, hey, I'll be stopping by. Let's get together and uh, raise a glass together and enjoy the shochu. Yeah. Thank you, Ritsa. Sayonara. Sayonara. Arigato. Kampai to Ichiko. Kampai.